What's up, guys? Welcome back to Not Your Dad's Tabletop. It's your boy, Chris. Um, and with uh, fun facts, we're doing fun facts again. Uh, my fun fact is that I, the McRib is back, and I love it dearly, and I just went to get it along with dinner for my brother, and when I got home, I had everything but the McRibs. Wow. That's, That's unfortunate. Fun, fun fact. All nice. right, Darius, go. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's Darius. Fun fact. Um, dang, I was going to tell you one, but I changed my mind on what it's going to be. Everybody should go to a Korean spa. Those things are amazing. If you've never oh heard of it, God. you can find some in Texas somewhere, uh, specifically mm. Dallas for sure. Uh, beautiful. Just go there do everything that they have in there they got karaoke they got saunas they got facials they got massages like and you're gonna pay like 40 50 bucks and be there all day that's my fun fact go do that and surprisingly he stole that from kiki jordan go <laughs> <laughs> hey it's your boy jordan uh my fun fact um i have a cat named loki and he's a real douchebag um, I just pointed at him a couple of minutes ago, and he decided to swat at me. So, yeah. I don't think you're supposed to point at Loki. Cats. That's kind of your fault, right? I didn't name him Loki. That's yeah, uh, pretty sure it's your fault. Anyway, Kiki, go. Um, it is I, Kiki. Uh, my fun fact is, um, well, one, I'm going to co-sign. What Derry said about the Korean spa, they yeah, are yeah. awesome. If you have not ever been to one, like just go pamper yourself. It's amazing. Uh definitely in Dallas. I'm pretty sure there's some in like New York and California. And I want to say Georgia as well. Those are places that I know like off the top of my head. So go do the thing. Um my fun fact uh is that I after 10 years of like not doing anything um crazy to my hair, I got braids. Um, and it has been very, very interesting. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I had dreadlocks for like seven or eight years, and then I cut my hair off and I had just like a little um fade for mm -hmm. like the majority of this year. And now I've gone from like one inch of hair to 24, and it is odd. But I've feel like a bad bitch i guess so bada boom bada bing and yeah. i completely understand that situation yeah chris you would know <laughs> you would know all about it for sure <laughs> i love you buddy i blind the sun with my head <laughs> anyway <laughs> all right boils some, and uh, ghouls we're recording this just in time to have missed halloween but it's monster night baby Woo! Did you guys plan that? You didn't tell me that we were all doing a, a woo afterwards. I mean, it's <laughs> damn. Look, it's just, I mean, it's it's me and Chris. We just simpatico. We just, we just boom, pow, ba bang. Doesn't that mean nice? What it does, but also can mean like just really. Oh, I'm sorry, Jordan. Was that not nice? <laughs> that was pretty. <laughs> That's what I thought. Anyway, Monster Night is a recurring segment we do in the podcast where we discuss various monsters from tabletop games. Again, while we're primarily doing 5e monsters, we'll slip in some favorites here from other TTRPGs and other editions of the game. Every time we do a Monster Night, we decide a theme beforehand, and each of us pick a few monsters to discuss based on said theme. Now, the last time we did this, we had intended to do three monsters each <laughs> at LOL. Uh, and it was just the theme was monsters we like to see more of in D&D. Unfortunately, it turned out we could only do one monster each, so we're just going to pick up where we left off. Week, uh, however, instead of me going first, I think I'll pick on... If you pick me, I'm going to slap you through the screen. Darius. <laughs> slap me through the screen. Ow! <laughs> My face. I refuse. I, um... What what am I doing? I hold my turn. <gasps> Impossible. That isn't that is what isn't that one of the rules that's like not actually a rule? I think so, but we're doing it. Alright, fine. Loser. Uh I'll do Jordan first then. J -j -j Jordan. 
All right. So uh, today, for your listening pleasure, I bring to you the Ice Toad. Ooh, uh, it sounds cute. Ah, and it, potentially dangerous. It is not. It, it sounds is. cold and slimy. It is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are a species of a giant toad that can only be found in cold climates. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. Um, but I did spend five days double checking, triple checking, so on and so forth. That's dedication, man. Good on yeah. you. Um, so they've been around since actually the first first edition of D and D. Um, but I've never seen them in five E. So it does kind of fit the theme of monsters we want more of. Um, they're a medium sized monstrosity. Um, and they are carnivorous. They like to hang out underground or in marshes cold marshes to be specific and um they're a lot more intelligent than most species of toad having a mental capacity um kind of similar to a winter wolf and um but not high enough to be able to strategize um it's a winter wolf though i don't know they're like a a not dumb dog Yes, a, a bit smarter than your. These toads dog. could be service animals. I was gonna say, can they be trained? Because a PC, <laughs> a player, will absolutely do that. Yep. This is my, uh, my this is my emotional support ice toad. That would be kind I'm of hard to bring to, it uh, on a plane. <laughs> that'd be hard to uh, what's it called? Pull off. Hard to capitalize on. Yeah, hard to pull off because. They actually have a bit of a cold aura around them that can damage and even kill those who stand too close for too long. Oh, okay. All right. Um, And you would think that the best way to fight them is with fire. Um, And that is sort of true. However, um, they are drawn towards sources of heat and fire drives them into a complete frenzy. Mm. Um, and that frenzy makes it even harder to withstand their attacks. So you're probably better off just not doing that. So they're like living, walking heat sinks? Yes. Wait, Weird. so they really are dogs. They're hunting dogs. You oh, used them. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Dude, I love that. From a DM standpoint, I'm like, oh, your players are stuck in the wilderness. You're having them roll survival checks. They're trying to find food and they're like, oh my gosh, we're getting too cold because this DM is like hardcore. And he's like, no, you got to roll checks to see if you could build a fire and not die in the middle of the night. So you roll a fire and all of a sudden you hear a <laughs> honestly my first thought was this would be a great pet for like a fire or frost giant oh See, dang we got, we got two different minds mm-hmm. and that's okay what yeah, were you I thinking mean, Darius what I just uh just described oh whoops missed it <laughs> <Dang>. brutal <laughs> it's okay we don't pay attention to him either God, <laughs> <damn it>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. wait wait who don't we pay attention to so all of that said uh it is a pretty interesting <laughs> creature but what i really found interesting about it was that they have their own language what oh yes this is a monstrosity with its own language that you can learn so uh Next time you're picking up a character and you uh, have a background that gives you some uh, random languages that you don't really need, just Ice say toad. Ice Toad. <laughs> well, that that changes a lot of a lot for me though, because I'm pretty sure if you can speak a language, then you're not like an animal animal. I uh, think. I mean, they're they're not a they're a monstrosity. They're not a beast. You know what I mean. 
Like, there's plenty of monstrosities that can't speak, period. But does this mean that ice toads have humidity? Like culture? Yeah, potentially like a civilization. Um, Let's see. Hmm. Like, I'm sitting there thinking because, yeah. I don't see anything about that. Okay, but that means potentially you could say that if they have their own language, they're able to communicate with each other. There's like an ice toad conclave that d- discusses all the grand issues that ice toads have to deal with. Right. I mean, it could you could go that far, or like you know, depending on what you want to do as like a DM, like story creator, like these ice toads have lived secluded for so long that they actually became several, like like doing some kind of like Wakanda type um type oh. situation. <laughs> Where it's like they're just nobody has known that they exist. Everyone, everyone thinks they're shitty because they're just toads, right? <laughs> <But it> turns <laughs> out, <laughs> turns out they're like Freaking one of the OP. most advanced civilizations. Or you could go soup. Well, I say super simple. Or you could just be more simple and treat them more like a, a beehive or an ant colony. Because I feel like ants and bees like also basically have their own. They're basically language. toads. Yeah. Yeah, yes, they're basically toads. Everybody's a toad. We're all basically toads. Toads. Um, toads are toads. Honestly, when, George, when we first thought that, I was thinking like Magic Punch almost, where there's like a community of like normal people, right? Like you know, humanoids and all that, that's sitting on this like almost like sorting hat cushion type thing. It's just this fucking toad. And they're like, oh, Magic Ice Toad. What should we do about the invading demons? Croak. The magic toad has spoken. <laughs> the adventurers are like, what the fuck is wrong with this place? But then a solid line of defense appears because the toad is the best. Mm-hmm. That's the only part that matters. The toad is best. Oh, magic toad. Oh, uh, is there anything else about no the toad, toad, Jordan? Um, no, not particularly. Did you say like about how big they were? Uh, they're medium size. Okay. This might be a left field, Jordan. You don't have to be like a full answer, but do you know which edition they were last in? All of them. I was gonna say he All said that. Dang, y'all ain't listening to the man. He said it started <laughs> in first edition and has stayed in there. Well, since. that's the thing because I've been looking through the books and I can't find ice toads. Oh. I wasn't looking through the books. I was just I'm not sure they made it to the cut in fifth. I could be, but I read these things quite often. <laughs> You're like, I, I kind of know my shit when it comes to D&D, Well, don't, so. don't do that, because someone will put me on blast. <laughs> hey, I can do <laughs> too. Um, if you look at the supplementary monsters guide on page oh 33, God. subsection C, <laughs> ice toads. Hell no. Yeah, we'll we'll see when somebody actually wants to send us an email about that. Maybe when we get a maybe we get some <laughs> social media, maybe that'll happen. <laughs> Boy, if somebody honestly that'd be wild if somebody actually wanted to email you just to give you <gasps> shit, Chris. I that, yeah. that honestly, the way that would sit in my heart like a bud of light <laughs> if somebody Wanted to message us just to give Chris um, our time. <laughs> that would make me kiki, like so happy. Yeah, because you know what that means. We got the view. Yes, <laughs> right, 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 right. There's no such the thing as bad publicity. Publicity is publicity. That's right. Or is it what is, is it? Publicity or is it another word? Publicity. Publicity. I thought there was all like you know talking about paparazzi. There's done. Well, paparazzi no. are bad, but what they do is neither good nor bad. Yeah, but they're generally bad, a la Lady Gaga. I feel like I anyway. just missed a reference. Okay, continue. <laughs> she has a very famous song called "The Paparazzi." Oh yeah, I don't know nothing about that. All right, fine. I know. All right, face. Um, who do I want? Uh, Jordan, are you, or is that everything about the ice toad you want to share? And uh, yeah, I'm kind of looking up where or what source to find them in in five e, but uh, we can move on. Okay, it's not a super important. All right, uh, uh, who should go next? I'm the host. I decide. I'm the host. Uh, Kiki, go. 
Me? Yeah. All right, cool. So um, I'm very excited to talk to you all about the Sorrow Sworn. Oh. Uh, yes. So, like, imagine... Imagine when, uh, Wizards of the Coast version of uh, basically a Dementor uh, on crack. Um, and, uh, also, <laughs> and also specializing in particular um, negative feelings or emotions. Uh, and that's like what they kind of come after you for. They like kind of suck the life out of you. Um, so they are medium to large creatures. Um, they have like shadow origins, so like Shadowfell. Um, I think before like three E is when they first showed up. Um and uh yeah, Shadowfell, the Abyss, um, is kind of where they come from. Uh so before they were only considered large creatures and they were like 500 pounds and like 12 to 15 feet tall. Um pretty freaking terrifying um they were um you could like know what they were because they had like these hooked claws for hands and like black hides for skin and bat like wings and um just a general like demonic kind of skeletal visage um with their face kind of like contorted in whatever um uh was the source of their um angst uh, um, um and their typical build even though they're like huge 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 their typical build is gaunt so imagine that like freaking terrifying um like a naked slender man right uh, not necessarily naked not necessarily naked sometimes naked but not necessarily um uh, because you have things like uh so you have like the regular short sorrow sworn and then you can get um, um, particular with them. You've got the wretched, sorrow sworn, lonely, the lost, the angry, and the hungry. Yo, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are like the five um, types of sorrow sworn. Um, it, it, it is it is thought that they are created in Shadowfell, like. People die and then they go to the to to Shadowfell and their feelings of um whatever turns them into the type of Sorrow Sworn they become. Um whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so they have a tendency to like haunt places that have bad juju, like hospitals and fallen temples and uh like forsaken war grounds or active war grounds as long as people are kind of gone um they like haunt those places and like suck the 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 bad juice out to fuel themselves the cursed um, energy if you will yeah but like dementors if you come into contact with one like they will literally like suck the life out of you yeah the more you describe these like i after you described the different types, I was like, these sound like Dementor Power Rangers, like just terribly, terribly <laughs> horrifying and powerful. Well, it's better than that, Darius. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kiki, but I believe the Sorrow doesn't have like um, abilities that are based off of which kind they are. Like, I yes. think the Lonely has like a harpoon it can shoot to drag you towards it and it hugs you to death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Do I have any of the others? Um, cool things. I think the angry, like if you hit it, it gets like for something. Because you know it mad. Let's see. Here's some special things about like each one. So the wretched has pack tactic pack tactics. Um, uh, because the they lonely... look like little gremlins, right? I, I don't remember. I don't know what they look like, actually. I think they're horrible. <laughs> oh, the... ooh, actually, uh, not like little gremlins, but like little um, like mole rats to me. I, I, I thought they looked like standalone Stitch if they didn't have arms or ears. Yeah, word. Actually, correct. I agree with that. And okay. were like And had like a thousand pink. teeth. 
and a billion teeth. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Teeth. Much more terrifying. You said mole rat, and they immediately got cuter in my mind. And I <laughs> see mole rats are not mole rats are not very cute in my yeah, head. Yeah, get out of here, Kim Possible. <laughs> That's what I was going. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's my nigga mole rat. Come oh, on, God, let the people see. Oh, real mole rats look like pickles. Listen to the naked mole rat. <laughs> so, uh, the lonely has psychic leech at the um start of its turn. Each creature within five feet like has to d- succeed on a DC fifteen wisdom saving throw, or take, uh, take damage from the psychic leech. The lost has like multi attacks, but it has um two arm spike attacks. Um, and it does like a grapple, like a tightening embrace. Um, yeah, the angry. Uh, it has two heads. Has advantage on saving throws against being blinded, charmed, deafened, frightened, stunned, or knocked unconscious. Like what the hell? Yeah, that's that's solid. Angry as angry as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and then the hungry. Um, it has life hunger. Um, so if a creature was in like sixty feet of it, it it regains hit points. Sixty feet. Yeah. Jeez. So basically, if you can see it, it'll heal off of you. Basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. It has like advantage on attacks as well. Yo. <laughs> like. Wow. And I think it does, and I think it They're does scary. necrotic. I think it does necrotic damage instead of um, just like you know regular like piercing or bludgeoning or, or or whatever. Yeah, no, they're they're freaking terrifying. A little PSA to everyone who's playing Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons: Don't go to Shadowfell, <laughs> right? Or don't because piss you off can somebody. become you can become one of these. Um, and, and this is like it, they're like considered pests, I think, in Shadowfell. They're not even like the threats. Um. So here's something really fun. Um. That I am getting from the Forgotten what Realms, and I'm gonna just read it directly because I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Some sorrow sworn who came from Shadowfell were servants of the Raven Queen. They were dispatched to kill great mortals who cheated death or her clutches and take their souls. With innate knowledge of what their victims valued or regretted, they harassed them with whispers of previous failures and their coming fate. A few served other entities with power over death in a similar fashion. And sometimes they shielded the Raven Queen from the schemes of Nightwalkers and fought against death giants who would not obey the Queen. Oh, that was actually going to be my next question. I was like, what were they sworn to? But Raven Queen, boy. Yeah. Fucking Shadow Sword go out to go loser. <laughs> um so, so yeah, I mean there's like so much like interesting stuff about them. Like we have any I mean we kind of got into combat, but um they also could they like no spells too. So yeah. oh. <laughs> now this might be this might be a, a mix of like 3E and 4, uh fourth edition. Um Sworn could detect magic, uh, become invisible, um, teleport at will uh, three times a day, could dispel great magic. Uh, this sounds like 3E three, three stuff. Um, unholy Blight. So I think they were like really, really scary in 3E and then maybe became like not as scary in 4th edition. Man, I need to... These, these guys sound dope and I would... I think they're not even particularly strong in 5th edition either, but they sound awesome in 3rd. Yeah, um, they could use Detect Thoughts, because they were also considered mind readers, which, you know, gave them the ability to properly properly, um, uh, leech from their targets. Yo, The correct emotion, right? These Uh guys would be great enforcers for... um, a warlock that uh fucked up its pact with its greater being and check out check out or the... a warlock that has a pact with the raven queen right and check out the languages that they knew in 5e common abyssal celestial dwarven elven giant goblin infernal and telepathy they can get around literally anywhere <laughs> anywhere and their alignment was chaotic evil like in fourth edition they became more um um unaligned 
Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not everywhere. They can't speak Ice Toad. Can't speak Ice Toad. They they can't find the uh, Wakantoad village. I really that was hard. That was bad. Wakantoad. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> what would their metal be? Um, Frognanium. Frognanium. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Frognanium. I like it. Frognanium. Okay. No, wait, wait, wait. Do we uh, just go to the Pokemon route where it's super lazy? Ice Toadite. Ribotite. Ribotite. Are we back on Ice Toad? That's great. <laughs> talking about Sorrow Sworn. Sorry. Imagine being, uh, imagine pissing off the Raven Queen and you're like, oh man, she's going to send uh, one of her uh, warlocks. Or she might send a hex blade. I need to prepare. And instead, you just get this thing <laughs> whispering about how much of a disappointment you are from six feet away. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this this thing. Would I be mean, terrifying. they're terrifying. A lot of them are described as having like not fluid motion. <laughs> you know, it's that very like horror style jerky. You know, uh, fucking. Ring girl, where they're like all over their heads down, <laughs> yeah. And shit. So it would be enough to spook us, <laughs> absolutely. Let alone a, a DD person. I would, I would, I would still go Power Rangers and send at least four of them at a party. <laughs> then you would want to use like the wretched to do so, yeah. Because I think the, I mean, the lonely probably travels alone, That's but the think- wretched travels in like packs. Yeah, I think the Wretched is the only one that travels in packs and all the rest of them, like, they are opportunists, like, they will attack other Sorrow Sworn. Oh! Yeah. yeah. Mm. They vi- they vicious. They vicious, vicious. I like yeah, that. News. The only other thing I think I would like to see them, like, if, uh, this would be a great way if you're, you have murder hobos and you were trying <laughs> to figure out a way to like get rid um to like get them to stop being murder hobos they kill somebody and someone gets so angry or whatever negative emotion and they literally turn into a sorrow sworn um for whatever reason whether you had them connected to shadow fail or we're doing some dark magic ritual but i was like i love that because I, I think that's a route you could take for like dealing with that or just in general the players don't have to be murder I, hobos they just killed the I wrong think, person i think if you have murder hobos in your party and we're getting off track but it's fine if you have murder <laughs> hobos in your party then they're serial killers at this point right so i think you should send murder hobos after them not necessarily that they're actually murder hobos but like if a serial killer like michael myers is running around they don't give him the time of day to explain himself they just kill him that's right so the law should appear and try to kill your murder hobos. Anyway, Kiki, is that everything on the Sorrow Sword? Yes. Okay. Then because Darius is being obstinate, I'll go next. Amazing. Oh, we should explain what murder hobos are, because I don't think I feel like it's self-explanatory, but also it could not be. Okay. Um, a murder hobo is uh, not necessarily the whole party, but a person that um doesn't give a single shit about the story, or if they do, it's very unclear that they do, because they kill everyone they meet, and they just move from town to town, murdering their way. And there you go, folks, for people that don't know D&D terminology, there's a murder hobo, if you ever hear that. You ever build a for two weeks to introduce to the party members, and then they're dead half a second after they said their name? <laughs> murder hobo. Boom, you know, the great thing about uh, having someone turn into one of these to punish your murder hobo is you don't have to explain it. You don't have to come up for a reason why they would turn into a sorrow sworn after they're killed because your murder hobo took away the only person who would be able to explain it to them. Right. <laughs> like, why is this happening? They're not going to tell you now. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you're playing with murder hobos, they probably don't care about the explanation. <laughs> probably. They're going to be mad that you killed their character. Sure. You'll be like, shrug your shoulders really nonchalantly, and like an asshole. Be like, <laughs> Anyway, I am bringing to you a monster very dear to me. First, I need a little setup. So, 
what's the one place in all the material plane that I'm pretty sure we could all agree on we would never, ever, 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 ever want to be? Milwaukee. Nope. Just kidding. Uh, we love you, Milwaukee. <laughs> you mean Cleveland? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, my uh, friends, would be the Underdark. Oh, yeah. 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 The Underdark is a place somehow in the material plane, and it is full of creatures that just want you dead. It it seems like everything down there is a predator, right? And to make it even worse, despite the fact that there's a bunch of creepy crawlies down there, you are dealing with whole civilizations that have literally lost their fucking minds. We're talking about the drow that like to torture and maim for shits and giggles. We're talking about players that feed off of your brains and or reproduce with you by shoving tadpoles in your eyes and nose or whatever. We're talking about the Drugar, one of the the uh, the Mind Flayer's faulty creations that are insane dwarves now that are trying to be redeemed by Mordenkainen's. But, mm. And we have the Darrow, which may or may not have also been dwarves or halflings, but they're actually insane and killing just because they can't. Oh, there's fish people called the Kotal, that can create their own psychic gods because the Mind Flayers made them crazy. Everything sucks down there. And yet, floating around within these dark tunnels are the Flumps. <laughs> what is the Flumps, flumps? you say? Flump, okay. A Flump, a floating jellyfish with two eye stalks it's a, a small aberration and it is lawful good yeah. now lawful you might good. be thinking who in their fucking right mind would call it a flump well that's the sound they make you see these are psychic jellyfish but they fly by using air sacs so as they fly around you hear flump Flump, 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 flump. <laughs> this is way too cute for the Underdark right now. I love these little guys. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they're amazing. So, okay. <laughs> uh, like I said, they're psychic creatures. What their whole deal is, is that they are, uh, they feed uh, the ambient psychic energy of sentient or even non-sentient life. The and they describe themselves as passive parasites because they take no more energy than they need and never enough to hurt their quote-unquote host. Now, the reason they're down in the underdark is because there's a shit ton of psychic monsters down there that produce like amped psychic energy, right? Uh. However, because they're literally eating their thoughts, they know everything about them. So the flumps know exactly where all the drow are. They know exactly where all the aboliths, beholders, and mind flayers are. And so they avoid them. If you ever actually meet a flump, it is because it knows you're a good person. Oh. Well, that's nice. So that's a great, like... <laughs> me up right it's a flump me <laughs> you have been chosen i've been chosen yeah and and here's here's my favorite part these guys are like the ultimate narcs they'll immediately tell the people they like what everyone else is doing <laughs> so like they you could use them as like little spies i don't think you could use them but they probably know a whole they, they just hang out in the area and then avoid battles and shit. That's pretty dope. Although, in the Underdark. <laughs> their, their abilities are very funny. So they have advanced telepathy. Uh, they have something called a telepathic shroud, which basically means they are immune to anyone reading their thoughts nice. and they're immune to divination spells. Hmm. Try to 
<laughs> if you try to do like uh, scry on them, doesn't work. You'll never know where they are. How does that work? Do they, they not have, have like, any? They put all their their like psychic shit into defense. They have no offensive psychic ability. Uh, okay. Their their only actions <laughs> are a tendril attack, which hits you for like some piercing damage and acid damage, uh, and then you have to keep rolling con saves or you take lingering acid damage, and then they have a once per turn stench spray attack, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> okay, flumps. All right, now what's the What's oh, the they also have a funny. So you remember how I mentioned they uh, don't have psychic like floating? They use a jet. Yeah. If you knock them over, they have something called proficiency, and if they roll bad, they can get stuck on the ground like a turtle. Ah. Uh... And these guys are crazy. So they, not crazy isn't like insane. Crazy isn't wow. Um, they. They're like little brainiacs. They love talking about math and shit. And they live in... If you bring flumps together, they live in societies called cloisters. And these days... I guess it, it like kind of like to show how perfect they are as like people. They don't have leaders. They just all agree. Are they like, it's like, like a hive mind situation? No, not even. It's just like a good debate. <laughs> okay. They just talk to each other like, mm, Maximilian, I do agree with your view on the drow, but I believe we should take a more thorough approach as the mind flayers are closing in. As you wish, the Tharo the I don't know their names. But yeah, the flumps they are, don't need leaders. The flumps have created the democracy we all want and need. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy right. and I think it's also because they're psychic um, like they they understand under common but can't speak they just have telepathy so I think it's kind of like the geth thing where there's no room for misunderstanding okay cool alright I dig that for people that don't know geth is referring to mass effect um a whole mechanical sentient civilization um, they're like well not even mechanical the geth themselves are just like computer programs so they just trade data there and there's there's no misunderstanding that's where they're from mass effect that's all you need to know <laughs> that's all you need to know go play mass effect it's great it, anyway uh signed. any questions about the flunks they sound great is there any chance that you can meet them outside of the Underdark? I mean, uh, yes, actually. There's a, actually a very specific chance. It's one of the things that can happen when you play as a wild magic sorcerer is a flump can appear. <laughs> and it, and it, I think it literally says it will panic. <laughs> because it's in the middle of a fight. It has no idea why. That's, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> And it is a challenge rating of one eighth. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> it has seven HP. Dang, dang! You could kill it. So these these guys are like I could think of two other races in the Underdark that won't that will be nice to you. Be Myconids, the fungus yeah. people, and uh, deep gnomes. I was about to say myconoids, but myconid sounds like it's probably the right way to say it. Is it myconoid? I don't know. That's just the way that I have said it. I have never Googled or looked it up to see the correct pronunciation. Personally, I I like the flumps better, but I, I think the myconoids are cuter. And they can kind of sort of fight back if they need to. Well, it, for sure they can fight back, but they also have like zombie servants, servants that are made not the normal way of like I channeled corrupt necromantic dark energy into you, but instead I have a <laughs> I have a fungus marionetting you. Hmm. More like The Last of Us, maybe not as gruesome, right? <laughs> right. Gosh, 
Plumps, so they've been around since uh, first edition. Uh, <laughs> I did read a fun fact. It, I think it said in third edition's Fiend Folio, they were the only lawful good creature to show up. <laughs> nice little tidbit right there. Okay, so that's that's all I got. Unless anyone's got any questions. Sounds good. All so right, then we'll you. move on to Mr. Grumpy Pants. Uh, wait, wait! Before we do, oh, um, it turns out that the uh, ice toads were featured in the uh, supplemental book, uh, "Tales from the Yawning Portal." Huh. Okay, that's definitely five B. God, God, very God niche. Damn it! Fuck! Fuck! Incredibly <laughs> niche. I don't have that book. Right. Oh yeah, it's a campaign. Now that I've been hoisted by my own petard, Darius, go. Okay, <laughs> it's my turn, Mister Grumpy Cans, here to talk to you about the Neil Bog or Nile Bog. I was just looking at the pronunciation. I've been saying Neil Bog because that sounds better to me. Imagine, <laughs> and then you don't have to imagine anything else. Uh, what the Neil Bog? <laughs> <laughs> Is what was a regular old goblin, dirty, disgusting, nasty, very simple-minded, until it was possessed by a trickster spirit, uh, <laughs> particularly of a nameless god that managed to survive being killed by another god that was trying to kill all the goblin pantheon. Eh, that's don't know too much. The particular guy that's trying to kill him is Maglubiet. I don't, I don't know the lore behind why Maglubiet wanted to kill all the goblinoids, but this trickster, trickster god managed to survive, and so these uh, spirits live on. So Neobogs are goblins possessed by trickster spirits. Um, when they become possessed, instead of being like the normal, like, rah, smash, kill, procreate, rah, smash, kill, shiny, um, they become pranksters and impish creatures, almost fae-like, really, just kind of prancing it back and be like, ah! <laughs> I guess a joke for you. <laughs> I play a joke on you. And they treat friends and foe alike in this. These creatures are um small humanoids, uh chaotic evil, and stat wise don't look like there's much going on with them. Hit points of seven, two d six if you want to roll it. Uh measly strength, eight. Dex is Dex is the best thing. Oh, Dex and Charisma are the best things they got with a 14 in Dex and a 15 Charisma. Everything else is pretty meh, except for this couple skills that these guys make that make them damn near untouchable when you get messed with these guys. Uh one of them is called Nilbogism, which is the condition that they get when they're possessed, um, which basically allows them. Uh, on a save, of course, because games, um, to charm anyone that tries to attack them. And if you fail the save to be charmed by them, you are stuck praising the Nilbog. And he's just prouncing about in his uh in his little dress. He actually gets a, a whole new They look dress. like little jesters, right? Yeah, they look like little jesters. Like they're actually covered up in like pink gowns. They have a pink hat. They've got a little scepter that looks like a goblin's face. Like, and they're 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 literally like the Joker. Uh, I I think that's like the a goblin Joker. Like, if you imagine that in your head, uh, wearing a pink robe, you've got the right idea. But these guys are literally like near untouchable. Um, because anytime you hit them. You have to pay, you have to make this save, and if you fail it, you're you're screwed. You're just looking like, oh hell, Neobug! Oh my gosh, Neobug! You're so beautiful! Oh my gosh, Neobug! Please step on me! You're so great! <laughs> and even if you do manage to hit these guys, they have another skill called Reversal of Fortune. That whenever they get hit on a reaction, they can reduce the damage to zero and then regain health points. You just like they you these guys are like absolutely crazy. So they originally showed up in one E, and it looks like they didn't show up in anything else until they popped up in Volos for uh five E. Uh these guys are like absolutely chaotic. Like when I was talking when I was telling you that like they mess with friends and foe alike, uh within a goblin army, like hobgoblin commanders, any like higher ranking kind of orcs, greater orcs and stuff like that are like hate these guys. 
because they're um, they're already hard to kill because of the reversal of fortune and the nilbogism. And then even when you do kill them, all that happens is that the spirit leaves the body and goes to possess another goblin. So once you have one, like you're stuck with it. There's no getting rid of it. So like in a goblin army or just a goblin hierarchy, whoever the goblin leader is, uh, their solution is to create a role uh, within their own army or their uh, hierarchy called the jester. And this goblin uh, basically gets to do whatever it wants, uh, run around, do the just if he wants to leave to go do something it wants to go do this mission everybody else is going like slaving away uh working the new mine pulling mm -hmm. out uh or anything like that that dude gets to just chill and like sip on lemonade and maybe tell you off and all that kind of good stuff um and it's all so that to keep down this chance that the neil bog will pop up just because of how chaotic it uh can be because it's literally just a trickster like it's messing with everybody it's gonna jack up everybody's time well it's also to just satisfy the nil bog essentially but the, the yeah. plan to not have a nil bog is to have a nil bog <laughs> yeah yeah like the only way to get a nil bog to really not mess with you is to constantly praise it like if there's someone praising it and making it feel good about itself then the nil bog won't do anything it will literally just be like ah this is the life but you that and that's why that whole position got created was for the the jesters that way you can keep your situation but i think this creature is like is super interesting first of all because like it immediately turns any kind of combat encounter that you have like it really kind of flips it on its head a bit because it goes from being like the simple oh yeah now i'm the paladin there's the beast in front of me smite 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 okay the battle's over now it doesn't work like that anymore smite i miss oh no strongest I failed. burst heal in the game <laughs> and you're just kneeling before the neil bog that's just like <laughs> farting in your face while you're just like why can't i kill you please die but so these this guys... is like a party wipe creature it was, I, well, if, it was, no. if it was stronger yes like in you can't kill it, but it's also really not strong enough to kill it. Doesn't, you. It doesn't have like any good offensive ability. Yeah, like for so like it for its innate spell casting, it uses charisma <clears throat> for these, but the spells it can cast at, at will are Mage Hand, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, and Vicious Mockery. And then once a day it can call it can cast uh confusion. It is able to uh act like rogues and that it can take a disengage or hide action as a bonus action on each of its turn. Um, so like it has a, it's really it's really nimble and sneaky. Well, I wouldn't say sneaky, but nimble and like leaf. Is that the word I'm looking for? L i t h e. Life, life. Thank you. <clears throat> so like you, it. I think that's kind of the idea. Like you, it's really playing into the flavor of like the Joker prankster, or hard to hit, always miss, always messing with you. You know, like that kind of the kind of uh, jokiness where like it would definitely like take a loogie and like stick it in your ear and be like. <laughs> just mm. kind of mess with your life so it's it's really not even dang i was trying to where was its um challenge rating it's a challenge rating one so like take out a fluff yeah it does be, <laughs> it does it can take out a flow so like it's definitely not anything that like if i wouldn't put in front of level 20 adventurers but you can you could throw it in the mix with uh some other creatures uh i said like if you had players at like level five to ten and this would make it an interesting encounter for sure or just an interesting creature to just interact well, with consider where it is so i have the lore that um why it's there in the first place could you say the guy's name again because i have no idea how to say it oh I uh, the overlord god oh let me pull it back because i i have to look at it to say it correctly maglubiet maglubiet okay so uh, you've probably heard the term goblinoid, and this refers to goblins, hobgoblins, and bugbears, right? Now, those three species are just that. They're three different species that had their own gods and everything. Maglubiet was like, fuck that, and decided to kill all the other gods that they worshipped and <laughs> take over, essentially. So now they're under this one goblinoid banner, but some escaped his wrath, such as the Nilbog. And so the reason it's always with a goblinoid 
horde is it's trying to stick it to Magnublia. <laughs> Uh, and that's why goblins who are always at the bottom of the food chain have this like weird pseudo power. Yeah. And that's it. And that's really what I got on the Neil Bog. Anybody got any questions? Jordan? Derek? Kiki? No. Okie dokie. Oh, I will add one thing. You can run into this creature. Uh, it shows up in the wild beyond the lit witch light. So, like, if you're playing that campaign, this guy will uh, pop up. So, I guess some spoilers. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, spoilers for you. Just be prepared. You don't know what it'll show up, but it'll be some type. Where in that book? Just the be whole, afraid. The whole goblinoid situation is very interesting because hobgoblins are usually these like militaristic, almost like martial law living looking asses like they have a whole monk society that's essentially the secret police <laughs> and then bears are these very weird they're like they're described as lazy but they're also huge but also stealthy like they're so big that their arms are so long that they have reach as a mechanic and then you have the little pissant goblins. And it's just such an interesting thing to see them all together. Very interesting community. But yep, that's all I got for you. Throw a Neil Bog into your next encounter and watch your, just watch your players' faces. Just Party, go, what tear the their heck? hair out? Yeah. Throw, they heal a, him. throw a sorrow sworn into your next encounter. Yes, if you want to scare the living daylights out of your players, please put a Saurus Ward in there. Put a flump in your campaign so that your party has a good friend. Learn Ice Toad so that you can rivet at your next <laughs> session. So that you can learn curds and Ice Toad. Right, so when you suddenly, uh, I'm randomly running to Ribotite, and the ice toads jump on you, you can speak to them and tell you, wait, wait, I, I won't, I didn't mean to, I'm sorry. So My new armor is made out of pure ripetite. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. Was... Well, I think this is good enough. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to Not Your Dad's Tabletop. And this is your boy Chris signing. Everyone say goodbye. Adios! Bye bye. And we'll catch you on the next episode.